Welcome to the latest edition of the Views from the Wings podcast. Um, we got a special guest here, Tom. Tom is back, and you know it's been a it's been a while since I was on the episode. Um, Aaron he recorded one last weekend, but you know the Eagles they're in the playoffs. Nobody thought that would happen after that two and five start, and it's the offensive defense just looking like total crap. And you know I'm very excited because I think we saw the potential of this team early in the season. But it's just teams that we played, like the Chiefs, the Bucks, and the the Raiders, and all those teams, you know, whooped the Eagles' ass. And it's kind of like after getting off that uh, gauntlet of the start, we were able to see what this team can do, albeit against inferior opposition against like the against the Jets, the Giants, and the Washington Football Team. And you know, we saw Nick Sirianni as a play caller and as a head coach. He was able to evolve. He was able to change his ways from going from a passing team to more of a running team and that really helped this team in in general especially Jalen Hurts because you're not asking to put so much on his plate and you have a running back in, in, in like um Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard how they were able to take on the role and just like batter teams throughout the game and we saw that and like I said before we're a playoff team so I'll hand it over to one of you guys and you guys can just talk about what this playoff appearance will mean. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm one of those, you know, optimist fans, obviously. And when I talk about the team, I always try to look at the silver linings and things like that. And I did have them in the playoffs. So it was kind of my expectation already. Uh, So, um, you know, I wasn't super surprised, but I mean, I can't lie after that tough start, like you said, it it was looking grim. It was looking like maybe a season where, you know, I kind of overshot it, but I kind of kept faith uh, just hoping that they could commit to running the ball. And, um, you know, that's kind of what they did. And I felt like that would help the team. Now the, the reason the Eagles are in the playoffs is because they didn't just commit to running the ball to take, you know, yeah. stuff off Jalen's plate, but they became the best running team in football. And anytime you're the best at anything as a team, um, you know, and then you can, you can be pretty solid elsewhere. You, you're going to look at, you know, a lot of wins and you're going to look at a playoff berth. So them being the best running team in football helped their offense become a top, 12 offense in the league and then on top of that they're playing you know and look it's the nfl i'm not here to slice up wins but they are playing you know teams that have inferior quarterbacks and and not so strong offensive lines and and then there's covid that knocked a bunch of things sideways for a bunch of teams as well yeah um so you know all those things but they all apply to every team in the league so i'm not taking anything away from this eagles team they did what they had to do against those inferior inferior opponents and their defense is also a top half of the league unit so having you know a top half of the league unit on offense and defense and then on top of that you're the best running team in the league your offensive line is probably the best offensive line in the league and um you know you take that for granted when it's when when they're out there when you have the same four or five guys coming every week uh out on the field you take that for granted when it's happening, but when you look back early in the season, you know, despite the fact that Andre Dillard played pretty well and that the, the offensive line wasn't terrible, it still matters to not have Jordan Mailata and Lane Johnson on the field at the same time for a stretch of games. It still matters that, yeah. you know, your guards were out, you know, and, and when those things started to change and, and they were, they got healthy and Lane came back and they've been able to keep the same five offensive linemen for the most part on the field every week uh, that has helped tremendously. And obviously the growth of Jalen hurts 
And Nick Sirianni has been very evident as the season goes on. And it doesn't always look pretty. It's not, you know, big Joe Burrow type stats, you know, but you're looking for a young quarterback to lead a team, command an offense and make key plays when, you know, the game's on the line. And that's what Jalen Hurts has done, especially ever since coming back from that ankle injury. So I just wanted to also throw this fact out there, which was wild and mind blowing to me that I saw this morning is that Jalen Hurts first playoff start he'll be younger than when Carson Wentz made his first NFL start. So he kind of puts that's, into perspective. That's, that's it's wild to, to, to hit his poison and the experience he's getting at, at such a young age, such a raw stage of his career. Um, it's encouraging. And, uh, and that just, that just really mind boggled me to, to see that, you know, he's this young and he, he, you don't, you don't feel like he's a young quarterback, you know, yeah. as the season's gone on, you felt like he's becoming a veteran right before our eyes. And he's still got a lot of, a lot of football to go and a lot of, a lot of time to develop. So, I mean, if there's any Eagles fans out there that are being negative right now, it's, it's just their choice to be negative. It's really nothing to be negative about. And I couldn't be more proud of this team. I think this is the most proud I've been of an Eagles team since the Super Bowl and, and maybe even you know, before that, I can't remember being as proud as I am about this football team and, and how they turn things around. And they were an easy target all offseason. Everyone yeah. talked trash oh, yeah. oh, and yeah. proved everybody wrong. So I'm excited to see what they do in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah so they, uh, they're they set up to, to win in the playoffs, too. Just uh, look how the, you know, their team is structured with the, with the running attack that's far better than what they even had in 2017, which was a top five uh, rushing attack then and was really thought to be like kind of the strength of the team. Um, you know, you had obviously Carson Wentz being an MVP candidate, but they were able to run for uh, 2,100 yards as a team that year. And uh, they're already over 2,500 um, on this year. And uh, that includes like 20, 25 rushing touchdowns, uh, or I'm sorry, 24. So, I mean, just like dominant on the ground, five yards per carry. And, that, you know, that's how you win in the, in the playoffs with the physical offensive line. And, you know, that's 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 what the Eagles have. And they've got a great offensive line. <clears throat> Um, yeah, the strength of schedule is kind of overblown because, like, no one talks about the the Dolphins, though. Like, um, you know, they, they won, what, seven or eight straight games, and, you know, they look at the competition, they play. It's not like they're playing outstanding teams. But, uh, yeah, you can only play who's in front of you. So yeah. um, it's kind of a, a silly argument. But, yeah, I mean, Nick Sirianni is – I mean, his play calling, I think, has been, has been a lot better in the last few weeks. Is just his scheme in general, you know. he's He seems like he's getting a better feel for the game and um, – making making the right adjustments that maybe he didn't make early on and you know people got on to him because it's like well why did it take until you know whatever yeah. week until the running game started well you know he's a he's a first year head coach man like he's still figuring this shit out too so uh, I think i'm super week, encouraged it, in week one you kind of saw you know even though it was against atlanta you kind of saw what this team could be because they're running the ball they're passing the ball efficiently and then he kind of i think he kind of got away from that because i think I think deep down he's like a he's a guy who loves to pass the football, right. and he kind of wanted to show like uh, show that in the, against the Niners we ended up losing that game. But it's just like if we just ran the ball consistently like throughout these those weeks, then maybe maybe we're sitting at maybe like a twelve and four record. We we should have beat we should have beaten the Forty ers we should have beaten the Giants, and then we should have beaten the Chargers. So it's kind of like. There's so many missed opportunities in those games that maybe we're maybe on Saturday we're playing for the division against Dallas. Like it's mm-hmm. one of those things. Like we could have been getting a home playoff game, but hindsight's twenty twenty, and now we're just we're moving forward and we're looking looking uh, looking ahead to the to the playoff match to against Dallas on Saturday. 
I think the big news that hit yesterday was um, Eagles getting 12 players put on the COVID list. Mm-hmm. I think that shows that there was a lot of debate after the game, and once we can clinch the playoff, are the Eagles going to rest, rest, rest their starters? And I just think now with all those guys on the list, they're just smart to, to, to just rest them, you know? You got nothing to play for against Dallas. Just put out Gardner Minshew, Jalen Rager, all the guys, all the backups, and just let let all the guys who are dealing with uh, nagging injuries let them sit, get them healthy for the playoff run, and go from there. There's no, I don't see any point of playing the key guys against Dallas on Saturday. Yeah, me either. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, there's just there's something to play for, and. You know, uh, the Cowboys will probably be playing some of their starters, I imagine. Um, so uh, they'll probably lose that game, but you know, it doesn't like I said, it doesn't matter. Um, they're they're going to play uh, most likely the Rams, it seems like, but uh, or the Bucks depends. Yeah, or the Bucks, depending on um, what the so, final. So we could actually get like. the we could actually get the six seed if uh, if the Saints win and the 49ers lose, which is yeah. probably going to happen. So. Interesting. Okay. So then we would play the box, but right now right, we're, right. We're, we're playing the Rams. Yeah, and uh, both of those matchups, like, I mean, Sean McVay's not had a lot of success against the Eagles. I know that was a different regime, but I know I know you guys were talking about before the pod, but um, I still think I would be in LA over over Tampa. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a close game when we like it, the box score was close when we played Tampa, but it just didn't feel like that close of a game. And I just don't want to see Brady in the playoffs, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. It, it wasn't as close as it felt. And I think Godwin and AB being out makes the difference. But, yeah, it's hard yeah. to bet against Brady in the playoffs. And and Stafford not being a big-game quarterback. I mean, not that he's not. He just hasn't really played in big games, playing in Detroit for all mm-hmm. that time. His biggest game was that playoff game against Dallas. And, I think they might have went to the playoffs another time before that, and they lost to the Saints, if I recall. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, they're, they're he's a he's a heck of a quarterback, but he he doesn't have much experience, and that's really why I wanted to play Arizona is because their whole team is kind of like that. Like they're kind of just winging it right now, and they're probably a more talented team than the Eagles from top to bottom. But oh yeah, experience is what I'm looking at, and we need to we need to play a team that just doesn't have the experience and. Unfortunately, the Rams, other than Stafford, everybody on that team has been, you know, around the block because of how good that team's been. And they haven't really made many changes over the last few years other than acquiring, you know, like superstar players like Odell and, and Von Miller and um, guys like that. So uh, it, it's going to be tough either way. I mean, this is a team that won four games last year. And to even be here is is obviously a step in the right direction and and the whole strength of schedule thing like Aaron said a little bit overblown when you're talking about a team that won four games last year it's similar to 2017 when we obviously went on that Super Bowl run but throughout the season everyone was asking me you know who have they beat and I said well they came in fourth place in their division last year so you know what what's your expectation do you want you do need to see them beat elite teams to just give them a little credit. I mean, this was a team that when they finished last, everybody writes them off and they come back and then you're making excuses. So uh, I I think that they definitely have um, a a big chance to, to make some noise uh, because of the structure of the team, like Aaron said also, but um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough to beat some of those passing attacks and, and 
those uh, those playoff teams. And, and then you got to look at the Rams defense as well. I mean, that's a really good defense, too. So um, same with Tampa. So you're, you're not getting an easy opponent in the playoffs. It just doesn't happen. So, I mean, eventually, you know, the whole who have you beat thing gets debunked because you're going to have to beat somebody to do something in the playoffs. You're going to have to make noise. I'm personally excited that we're not playing the Dallas Cowboys because <laughs> I just don't think we, we match up well against yeah. them ever. It just seems like Dak has our number a little bit and I'm, I'm not, not upset that we're not playing. I mean, would it be sweet to try to knock them off? Absolutely. But um, yeah. it's, it's frustrating. They have a lot of weapons. Dak plays really well against us. You know, who else plays really well against us is Ezekiel Elliott. For some yeah. reason that dude is like, Walter Payton against us and everyone else. He looks slow and fat and fumbles a lot yeah. against us. He, he goes crazy. So kind of happy we're not playing Dallas. And I've also seen Dallas fans, you know, before we made the playoffs, they don't let the Eagles <laughs> in, don't let yeah. the Eagles in. So I think both teams are kind of just nervous about both fan bases are a little nervous about losing to the other one because of the bragging rights and all the oh. blah oh. that'll come with it. But, um, and I just want to see us against a different opponent as well. Like we played yeah. Dallas already. We play him again. You know, I'd like to see us against the Rams. It would be a fun game to watch and see how they play. And if they do upset them, I mean, man, that would be unbelievable. <laughs> but, um, you yeah. know, once once the season's over, you know, we, we have a lot to look forward to and, and build on. And, and those three first-round picks and people I see the draft nuts are already going crazy on the mock drafts. And yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited for the offseason. But, you know, we got, we got a little bit of more football left. So I'm just going to enjoy that and, and hope for the best. But understand that they already exceeded a lot of expectations and, and, uh, and I'm more than happy with what they've done this year is a good season. And it's, it's exciting times. Yeah. I mean, as, as a GM, when you, when you hire a, a new head coach, I mean, this is all you can ask for. I mean, the, a, a first year head coach isn't going to win the Super Bowl. It's never happening. And it probably will never happen. Um, the closest you're going to get is like um, the floor over in green Bay who takes over with uh, you know, hall of fame, probably the best quarterback of our generation. And he goes NFC Championship first year. Yeah, and, you know Nick Sirianni's not—he's not in that situation. I mean, we had a, a quote-unquote open competition, somewhat. You know, at the beginning of the season, you know, it wasn't wasn't necessarily open. You know, it wasn't just—I mean, obviously everyone kind of knew Hertz was going to be the quarterback, but you know, there was um, that even that um, that's not Aaron Rodgers, right? That video that was going around with Joy Taylor saying, you know, how oh, you know, the Eagles have a quarterback competition. You know, this this comp- you know, this offseason and. You know, they're in disarray and, you know, to go from that to, to actually making the playoffs and, and, and going on this winning streak, you know, seven out of nine and a lot, uh, winning, I think it was four games in a row now that they've won. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really encouraging and, and it's, it's awesome to see like we've got a head coach. I mean, we don't have to worry about that. And, and we probably got the quarterback figured out too. And, you know, the, I don't see a way the Eagles like after this season, I don't think they're going to attack a quarterback in the draft. Um, They'll probably, you know, scout them, do whatever. But how this I mean, team is built. Got, I mean, we have Howie Roseman as our GM, and he said he wants to create the Eagles as a quarterback factory. But, yeah, right. I, I agree with you. There's, I don't think they're going to go um, go for a quarterback in the draft or free agency. You can see him doing like a mid-round, you know, so, yeah, oh, yeah, you know third round, round, you know, another fourth round for sure. But I just don't see him going first round pick, especially with this quarterback class. It's like, it's, it's nothing special. Um, yeah. I think that's something we, we've said, like, you know, if you wanted a quarterback last year was the one to get it. And, you know, looking at this quarterback class, 
it may not, <laughs> it may not have been the greatest decision yeah. either because, you know, I mean, you've got uh, Lance looked pretty good, I think. And, you know, Fields has shown some stuff, but, you know, Lawrence is, you know, he hasn't looked great. He's looked up and down. It's just, he's still an unknown, you know, so. Yeah. And, um, and last year, last year we weren't really in position to get Lawrence or Wilson. It was exactly straight up for Lance. He hasn't even played. So who knows what would have looked, he would have looked like here. Um, and then fields, we had the chance to get him. We got Devante. So if you get fields, you don't have Devante. So you have a, yeah. a thin wide receiving core, even thinner. The, off, the offense um, would have been, Oh my God. Yeah. It would have been, it would have been tough. And then you don't really know mentally, you know, they kind of knew what hurts was made up of mentally. And that's what he's shown all year. And yeah. Don't really they know, didn't what, know what he was like as a, yeah. Like as as a, a, uh, yeah. Yeah as a starting quarterback and, and he's looked, I mean, you know, there's no, there's not nothing to me that says that he has less potential than any of those guys. And, and then on top of that, you, you know, last year we were, we were the sixth overall pick. So your, your quarterback's kind of more, you know, in your head is like, okay, that's, we could actually, we can nab one of these top guys. And, uh, and then, but this year, unfortunately um, we, you know, when we started the year, I could see why people were talking about quarterback we were two and five. Miami yeah. one in seven. Uh, the Colts didn't look that great early. So we're like, oh man, we're going to have like three top 10 picks. Like, man, if there's one of the, you know, one of those top quarterbacks there, then, and Jalen continues to, you know, play poorly or, or doesn't show anything and we lose a lot and other teams will, and we have these picks and sure. But now, now looking at the draft, it's like, we're not going to pick in the top 10 at all with any yeah. three of them. So, you know, now you're thinking, could we even land Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral? And, and, and then if you even, could are they better than Jalen Hurts? Are they more worth yeah. starting fresh than just going with a guy that's shown improvement? And I think that you know that's why it's hard to predict the NFL um, as the weeks go on. You know, if you if you try to predict every week, eventually you know something things just change like crazy. Yeah. Like the first seven games, starting two and five, having a top pick. You know, we thought we were going to get like three elite players out of the draft, and you know we could still get some good yeah. players. But um, I think you're a lot more set on what you are and, and where you're, where you're at with this team to not have to be like, oh man, we need top picks. We really don't. Um, just as having an abundance of high picks is, is, is a big, big time, um, you know, win for us as a playoff team. And then having first round picks and a second round, you have four, four picks in the first two rounds, um, on top of the cap space. And, the, you know, yeah. it just seems like this team's better off just letting Jalen Hurts try to you know, continue to improve and yeah. hopefully he doesn't hit a plateau um, yeah. early on. And I think, you know, I don't want to hate on him too much, but a guy like Dak Prescott, um, is he getting any better? I mean, he's good, but is he look at like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, look how, look how much better those guys are right now than, than a guy like Dak Prescott. So I, I'm hoping that, you know, Jalen doesn't hit that kind of ceiling where it's like, okay, now we need to go, get elite talent around him. And then we still kind of are just this regular season team that kind of fizzles down the stretch. And you never know about Dallas and the playoffs, but I just see a guy like Dak as someone that's kind of just is what he is. I just yeah. hope Jalen has the higher ceiling than that. Yeah. I think we all want um, Jalen to be like, to be, to be the franchise quarterback. I just think the things that he needs to work on is maybe like the arm strength, because I think some of the deep balls, I don't know. I've seen it a lot, but it's kind of a little bit underthrown. Just working on his, I think that's an easy fix as well as his mechanics. mechanics. Mm -hmm. He just needs to go find a good like quarterback guru like Tom House or somebody like that and just work on it. Like Quincy work on it this off season. Yeah, his guy Quincy Avery he works with. I mean, I think he's definitely improved his mechanics and, oh, yeah. and all of that. But that happens in the off season, like you said. You know, you, people expecting him to be something different 
from week to week, I mean, mentally and, and experience wise and, and maybe decision-making and, and all that you're, you're, you're getting better week to week. You're getting yeah. more on, on the same page with your team and your coaches, but the off season is really where you pr- improve your physical abilities and talents. And we saw that with Carson Wentz. I mean, I remember 2016, his mechanics were hideous at times. And yeah. a lot of people on Twitter would tell me like, you never see a guy get better mechanics. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's literally what the sport is about. It's <laughs> like going into the off season and improving your game. And he did that. He worked with the guy you mentioned, I think Tom house, right. It was, yeah. uh, he was working with him and, and, and the quarterback gurus and, and on mechanics. And, and yeah. the next season he looked way better keeping his feet set eyes downfield. And I think Jalen already has solid mechanics, but you're going to, hopefully we're going to see an improvement. Um, And if you don't see that, then, you know, after a year, after two years, you know, and and remember he's still on a rookie contract. So it's team friendly. It's, it's very friendly for us to go and just continue to develop this guy. But if you don't see an improvement, you know, like I said, if he hits a plateau, if he's not getting any better um, and and continues to end up in the same spot, um, that's when you start to think, you know, maybe we need a quarterback because this team, you know, this is great what they're doing right now, but, if you stay the same, if you, if you can improve, you know, you have all these picks, you have all this capital. If you don't actually improve on the field, you're going to get worse. Like staying the same in the NFL is getting worse. And that's the problem. A lot of teams run into is they get to a certain point and then they just flatten out. And it's like, well, now, you know, now they're, they look overrated or whatever the case is. So hopefully they get better as a team and all the players, you know, on the team get better (laughs) as players and develop and don't hit that, that flat line early on because to make the playoffs next year, they're going to have to get better. They cannot stay the same and think they're going yeah. to do what they did this year. They just can't. It yeah, helped. Uh, it helped. Uh, go ahead, Aaron. Go ahead. Oh, I was no. I was just going to to your point about um, kind of plateauing with, with Dak Prescott. He's also he's a twenty eight year old guy, so um, he probably has. You know, we've probably seen the best as good as. I mean, most guys don't hit twenty eight and then get better as a quarterback. Right. Um, I think you saw like Except a kind of Tom steady. Brady. Right. Yeah. That's, a, that's a cyborg. No, no conversation can be had talking with Tom Brady in it. Yeah, yeah, an anomaly. Yeah. Like he's <laughs> out. He's the outlier. Outlier um, among outliers. You know, um, but yeah, but like 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 Aaron Rodgers, even like when he was 28, mm-hmm. he was an elite quarterback. He's right. still the same elite quarterback. Maybe he's right. a little better, but obviously, you know, that you I get, totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, and my my, my point is the skill set, you know, the skill set you, you right. don't I mean it's not like you're gonna it, it does happen, but it's very rare. And um, I think with Jalen Hurts, you know, like you said, he's he's younger than Carson Wentz made his first start. You know, he's 20, 23 years of age, and uh, he's got a long time to, to, to get better. And guys like Joe, Joe Burrow, you know, he was a little older when he came in, but he's still just 25 years old. Um, Herbert, he's right around the same age there. So, you know, these these young quarterbacks, they, they have all this time to get better. And I think if you constantly hit the reset button, you know, you're doing yourself a disservice because – but Jalen Hurts, his his arm, it's probably never going to be very – you're never going to see him throw a ball and be like, man, that was a fucking rocket ball. You know, it, that's never going to happen, and that's fine. You don't need that to be a, a franchise quarterback because with Jalen Hurts, he's got an elite trade already, and, and that's his ability to run. I mean, his ability to escape, his ability to improvise, his ability to create plays out of nothing. I mean, those are elite traits that, that I believe he, he possesses. If not elite, very close to elite, nearing elite. Because there's there's certain plays that that he makes that it's just like even the small stuff, man. Like like when he like when he tripped and fell for that pitch on yeah. fourth down. Like how the fuck? No quarterback. If that's Carson Wentz and he trips and falls, that ball's going sixty yards backwards. And it's a fucking touchdown the other way. It's just like everything he does, you know, it's it's smooth, it's cool, it, it works. 
And his, his, his ability as an athlete, I think, is what you need to bet on. Um, because you can get better, I mean, as a quarterback. A quarterback is mostly mental. And I think if you talk to guys like Tom Brady and, and some of the, you know, the, the, the guys that are established, you know, Hall of Fame GOAT quarterbacks, they'll probably tell you it's mental and, and it's, it's, a, it's a diagnosing the defense. You know, it's, it's, not the, it's not the traits of, you know, you're the biggest, you're the strongest, you got the greatest arm. I mean, we've seen crazy good arms, man. We've seen crazy good arms do nothing in the NFL. But what we have in Jalen Hurts is actually a guy who looks like we can build around him. We can kind of win around him at least. And yep. it's happening year one. So what's as long as Hurts doesn't, like you said, hit this plateau that I don't think he's going to because 23 years old, you know, he's he's got his head on his shoulders. He's not like, you know, he doesn't seem like he's, he's a complacent type of player. Um, so – when you, whenever you see that, it's like, man, what what could this be in year three, year four? Because, I mean, you look at guys, and I know he, it's a different skill set, but, you know, guys like um, Josh Allen, you know, for year one, year two, it's like, this guy's okay, I guess. You know, he might be something he might not. Yeah, he looked average. But you you give him, you know, give him time, and, and you build upon him, and and now, now you've got a pro bowl, all pro type quarterback every single year, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, man, and it just – to, to, to load up all those resources on a quarterback whenever it seems like maybe you got a guy right here, I think you, I think you go for it, you know, and um, there, there's some other scenarios that may change that, you know, but uh, right now it just seems like uh, it seems like Jalen Hurts might, might be the guy for, you know, the, this year and in the year. I mean, I'm sorry, the, uh, next year and the years after that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would just say that the, the couple, couple things I look for in a quarterback when I first see a guy play is number one is the clock in their head. What happens when you know the play breaks down and 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 even when the pocket's clean? And Jalen Hurts from day one, when I saw him play for Carson Wentz, looked so calm in the pocket. And that yeah. told me, like, okay, he can at least play at this level. Like the speed of the game isn't too fast for him. And now you're starting to see him diagnose pre-snap. And that's another thing I look for when, you know, as the quarterback's developing what do they do pre-snap? Can they make checks? Can they, can they call defenses out? Can they diagnose the defense? And then everything else after that is all instincts and, and athleticism and, and physical talent. And, and, you know, Jalen has enough at least to play in the NFL. You know, you're right. He's never going to be the guy with the strongest arm. He's never going to be the biggest. He's never going to be the fastest, but there's more athletic quarterbacks that aren't as good at runners, you know, and there's, there's better quarterbacks that aren't, as good leaders, you know, Kirk Cousins, for example, he's probably a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts, but is he a leader? Does he demand, you know, excellence out of his team? And do they follow that? It just doesn't look like it. And again, he, he's like in his thirties now, and he's still trying to figure that side of it out. He's just not a guy that he gets rally guys rally around. So, you know, all those things, you know, the mental clock, the, the ability to diagnose things pre-snap, it, it seems like Hurts is picking that stuff up early on. Uh, all the physical things it, it, he's got the physical skill set to play and then you know you bring it into the locker room and, and you you talk about chemistry and working with the guys and not being complacent and, and demanding you know uh, the locker room and and demanding that that level of of, of excellence um, from them and I think to be honest with you I think we got a really really good wide receiver one in Devontae Smith for him because they yeah. feel like the same guy at different positions like they had that right. same Alabama mindset like they, yeah. they use the same kind of quotes that keep the main thing the main thing and all that and um you know they just seem like they want to work and be football players and that's that's so big when you're starting with a new coach to, to have players that are like foundational pieces and and 
you know, I, I do think you just roll with it. You know, you roll with it and you hope that he gets better next year and you hope that everybody gets better next year and, and you just keep keep rolling with it because chemistry and continuity is huge in the NFL. When other teams a couple years from now, like the Giants and Washington are, are still looking for an answer at quarterback, um, the Eagles are going to be in year three or four of Jalen Hurts and he's you know what you're getting every year. You know, it might not be Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert, but you know yeah. you're not getting Daniel Jones or, or <laughs> Taylor Heineke. So, I yeah. mean – you have a solid quarterback that's going to get a little better every year and it's just going to come with time. And um, we're really on the right track. I, I just couldn't be more excited about this team, you know, rest of this year and next year, man, it's going to be fun. And, and I'm sure the off season is going to be still filled with a ton of good debates, but yeah, I think that they're on the right track. Yeah. I just think um, the best thing they could do for Jalen hurts is just build around him. I think right. they, I think either in the draft or free agency, go get, you need to go get a, Number two. You can't rely on Cuz Watkins and Jalen Rager to be your number two guys. Go get like a Allen Robinson. I was gonna say grab a Godwin or Gallup, but now they're both yeah. on yeah, that's nasty injuries. So it's kind of like you can't you just wait on get, them to come back. See them get like a one year deal though, you know, yeah. maybe take a risk on one of those guys, give them like yeah. a one or two year deal that they're not getting elsewhere, and maybe they, they like the team. I think you're gonna see players that are willing to come to the Eagles because of Jalen Hurts and, yeah. and what they did this year and how fun it looks and how good this team looks already. I think you'll see those younger free agents be like, man, that's a team that if I can get a couple years with them, maybe, you know, maybe that could be something I help them go, go get another Super Bowl or make a big playoff run in a division. Yeah. That's not that great on a team that has open spots to start. I mean, players want two, three things for the most part winning. Obviously that's not everyone, but money and a, and a chance to play, football on the field so we have those two things um and i want to know your guys thoughts on this i know we only have a couple more minutes here but um just want to know your guys thoughts on on running back um would you draft a running back high in this draft you know in, in the first maybe second round um i know it seems like a luxury but when you have this kind of running team to me it just feels like if you just get a stud running back you could dominate like really because we're dominating with not so good running backs sorry miles sanders i love him i think he's a talented player but his time could be coming to an end i think we just need to, to jump on that and i'd love to try to snag like a, a top running back i don't really know many other than the guy from alabama but <laughs> yeah yeah is there somebody we could get because i really would love that kind of that that dominant running back i'm, um, I'm with you tom i i i love miles i i ended up buying his jersey this this season like i just love his you know he's a, he's such a good runner. It's just that damn he can't even stay healthy. Like yeah. he always has that nagging injury. Like now, it was his ankle, and now it's his broken hand and shit like that. Like, yeah, I know, guess the usage think, thing was true. He just yeah. isn't really like the every down back. We we criticize yeah. Doug. I take it all back, man. He's just not an every down back, and yeah, he's got one more year. So I mean, if he doesn't he's do something his, next year, and yeah, he's on a he's on his uh, last year of his rookie deal and. You know, he. I think before this injury, before the injury, I think he, the Eagles were probably gonna maybe like give him an extension. But now it's like, I think the Eagles are gonna say, "Hey, man, you're you're a good running back, but damn, you haven't been able to stay on the field, and then we need you, and then no, no you can't be down. relying on, you can't be relying on guys like Kenny Scott, Kenny P, rookie, and then Boston Scott, right. and then relying on an injured Jordan Howard. So it's like. Show, show. I think they're gonna end up drafting like another running back, maybe in like the later rounds. But he's Remember gonna be something. 
they were rumored to, to be interested in J.K. Dobbins, and they picked Jalen Hurts. So right. yeah, that, that, that shows that's what they're, they're looking for, you yeah. know. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go round one running back. I think the only oh, yeah. one that that may go there is that Alabama guy Robinson. Um, he may. I don't even know if he'll go round. Like I don't. I don't really know. Right. That's why many of these guys excited. are projected. So I think you're right. going to see a lot of like you know early day two running backs this year. And right. I would. That's I would be all I over. Yeah, yeah, for trade sure. back, trade sure. back and get a running back. You know, if there's mm-hmm. no one there in the first round in, in one of our later picks that we that we you know maybe pick up an extra pick and pick a running back. And you know, if you were to yeah. if you were to hear Miles Sanders was going to score zero touchdowns this year, I would have said we're going to win three games. So right. the fact that we we're a playoff team and that guy didn't do really much of anything, you know, he had a couple big games and helped us a little bit, but yeah. your top running, you're, how are you the top running team and your best running backs, Boston Scott? Like that's mm-hmm. insane. Go get a stud and you're, you're in a roll. I think there's a, there's a running back out of um, Ohio state, uh, not Ohio state, Iowa state. His name is Brees Hall. He's been mm-hmm. really good for the last like maybe two years. I think he leads like he's the, now he owns like the record for as uh, consecutive touchdowns in, in the like, he has like 20 games of scoring a touchdown in each. So he's one of those guys who I think he'll be like a mid-round. He'll be maybe like a day two, day three pick. I think that's somebody the Eagles should take a take a flyer on because right. he's been he's been available and he's really good. Like he's yeah. he's somebody you can put pit with uh Jordan Howard, like Thunder and Lightning, like somebody who can right. run and then have a guy like Jordan Howard who's like a bowling ball against the defense. So, yeah. And usually yeah. when you plug a young running back in, they produce. So I never think it's a bad pick to pick a running back and prioritize that because if you have a team like the Eagles and you stick like a stud young running back behind that that line and in that offense, I think they just produce. And it's better than, oh, man, well, there's a corner we could get. It's like, yeah, but that guy's probably not going to be that good if we're being completely honest. So yeah. I'd love to go grab a running back um, rather than like the third best cornerback or something like that. I'd, I'd take one of the top running backs over, you know, one of the top three to five corners um but you know first round for sure db all that i'm cool with all that but in the in the second and third round you got to start thinking about running back uh in my opinion yeah well yeah there's there's a lot of names there there's a lot of names like uh you know kenneth walker i think is another one from michigan state but yeah it's going to be a mid-round in my opinion like you gotta you gotta do like a to hit a Kareem Hunt type or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing, like with with how good this offense offensive line is, how good this running game is. You don't necessarily have to put like a you know use a huge resource or pay one, you know, pay a running back because you know just get get someone talent in the building. Yeah, just get a good player, like someone that can stay healthy, somebody that can yeah. make plays, make big plays. Like we just that's exactly. all. That's all it is. Miles is Miles is super talented. You just can't can't stay healthy. And you can't you can't rely on him. And it sucks. Is I mean I love the play. He's got such 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 an immense amount of talent, but. You know, three years in the league, you, you have you haven't even broke like eight hundred yards, I, I believe. Right, so right, and this it, it's, running it's, offense, there's no excuse for that. Like he, mm-hmm. this is a great opportunity yeah. for any running back. And you should uh, be you should be hitting a thousand, you know, close to a thousand every every year if you're right. If you're getting the carries. Yep. Well, we'll leave it there, guys. It was awesome having you on again, Tom. Hope you come Absolutely. back for maybe this deep playoff run that the Eagles might have. But let's go. <laughs> Follow me at Big Niche 20, follow Tom at Tom Stakes, and follow Aaron at AM Palacio 5. And we'll come back to you guys next week talking about who the Eagles will be playing on uh, Wild Card Weekend. So, fly, go slide. Talk to you guys later.